0: Poetic Properties is a complex creation brought to you by Infinitely Complex Production and sponsorship with Peacefully Flawed Apparel, where we believe that no matter the darkness, you have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. Thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. I am your host, Complex, the poet, father, author, and entrepreneur, and. This has been an overall tough week. Uh, It was a breaking point week for me um, in regards to my mental and my physical. I've been seeming like it's been a tug of war and it's becoming a difficult fight for me. And I've just been trying to keep my head above water with everything that's going on. Um, I'm a trooper and I'm used to difficulty in my life, but it's just like this past few months, everything seems like it's on boss level and it's no letting up, you know, like I don't see it letting up anytime soon. And I'm used to it because I'm always in this position to being pressed to, you know, until my back's against the wall and having to overcome whatever the situation is. But I found myself this week just being – overly annoyed um again uh, my jaw been swollen my hip is swollen like it's just so much going on you know within my body that is coming from just the stress of life um and having to do so much uh by myself per se and this is not you know I don't I don't never complain about anything you know um, that I've gone through in my life, it has shaped me and molded me into who I am today. It has given me the strength to continue to fight through whatever's going on in my life. Um, I firmly believe that as long as I have air in my body that I could get through anything. Is it gonna be easy? No. Is it gonna be quick? No. I'm used to it, um, but that doesn't change the frustration of it. That's part of the reason why you know I continue to do the podcast so you guys can see you know life is not always gonna be easy for us is and it's not always gonna be difficult either, but there's gonna be a stretch of your time that you're just gonna have to believe in yourself and keep pressing and keep fighting you know, and only you and whatever you believe in knows how long that fight is is gonna be. Uh, I found myself this this week like Everything was annoying me. The kids was annoying me. The dog was annoying me. Um, Work was uh, annoying me and stuff like that because mentally I see myself somewhere else, if that makes sense. Like I see the fight that I have. I see the work ethic that I have. I see all these things. And in my mind, I can see, you know, these things coming to fruition. And then I'm battling reality of not being... In that position that I could see myself in um, and so it creates a high level of frustration but it also for me creates a level of encouragement because if I could see it mentally it's a possibility that I could get there right um, I just have to continue pushing in the way that I'm pushing to get you know uh, the business model that I want that's going to be successful for me, the the podcast model that is going to be a more successful for me, um, the relationship standards, the wants, the needs, the the uh, the interaction, communication, like it's there, right? I see it. I just have to continue to to work on who I am, and continue to work towards the thing that I see in my, you know, in my life. And so that keeps me up at night knowing there is better. But how long do I have to fight to the better? If that makes sense. Um, It's a very difficult thing to process for me. And so this week, like I said, it's just, huh, been a, it's been a rough one, right? Like I don't, like the kids frustrated me this week, just from being home. Like I'm over, I'm over summer vacation. Luckily, they start school um, in a couple of days, and so they'll be out of the house. Uh, I need those school hours so I can miss them. Being with them every single day, minute, second, listening to them, argue, fight, fuss. Like, again, we're in Arizona. It's 116, 120, 114 in the summer. They're not outside. I don't even, I'm, I'm not even outside. And so being in the house all day, every day, because of the heat or whatever, it's not much to do out here, no matter what part of the, the no matter what part of Arizona you live in, it's very little to do during the summers is just so hot. And so they've been in the house and like the other day I was telling my guy DW, hey man, like I'm I'm over this shit. Like they like school gotta hurry up and start because I'm dealing with my adult stuff. And a lot of times because they are my priority, and they will I don't care how old they are, they will always be my priority. I shut my stuff off to help them with theirs and guide them through because the goal of life is for them to uh, be better teenagers, adults, parents, partners than I was. That's the goal, right? I got to teach them in the real time. I can't wait to, to allow them to um, take the same routes that I took so they don't end up in the position that I'm in, right um, but I just, I've been tired, like I, I haven't had a chance to I haven't had a chance to miss them and they're preteen and teen and the, their, their testosterone hormones all together just with four boys and a dog, It, it it's it's crazy like I'm um, I'm trying to be the best version that I could be while going through what I'm going through without fully because I'm very open, you know, with the kids when stuff is going on and stuff. But I don't want to be too open on the adult part because I never want them to feel like like they're a burden for me because they're not. It's not their responsibility to um, do the other part of the parent. You see what I'm saying? And we're in this, we're in this weird space right now to where, you know, this is my oldest son's senior year. And he's more and more trying to, you know, be an adult, but also be a parent. And I'm like, since he's been six, I'm like, bro, you don't have to do that. Right? But he worries about me and I can't, I can't control his worry, I can't control his care. Of me, Like, I just got to sit back and I have to keep, you know, reminding him, like, yo, like, live your life, big dog. Like, I'm going to be okay. I know it's hard for him to grasp because he's seen me do what I do for so long without no help. It's like he feel like it's a lie. And so that's why for me, I'm just like, man, it's like I need them out of the house. I don't need them to see me, you know, pacing, trying to figure out how I'm going to. Um, get this bill paid or that bill paid? How I'm gonna, you know, stretch the groceries or get the groceries? Like I don't need him seeing all that, right? Uh, yeah, it's gonna shape him in the long run. It's gonna give him encouragement to, you know, hopefully, you know, take his education seriously, not worry about women too much, um, while he until he gets to a point to where he's successful. I'm not saying that I'm in this position because. A woman did this to me because I'm a firm believer of like, once you, how can I put this? Like I said, I think last week when, um, I was saying how, you know, people choose to be away in their adult life because they were quote unquote raised like that. Um, I'm like that as a result to relationships too. So I don't, I don't care about a breakup for real. Um, I got to do what I have to do. Right These are my kids. I have to live life mentally like they have no help, rather like even if they're even if they have full help from the other parent, in my mind, I still would be like, I have to figure it out because that's just how my mind works. I have to be in a position that I can do whatever needs to be done for myself, for my kids, um, in the event that. I'm no longer with the partner in the event that a partner loses a job. Like mentally, I'm just, I'm just there, but it gets tiresome after so long. Like I told you guys before, just like, um, like when you get comfortable with stuff and you get used to it, the consistency could create a problem good consistency and bad consistency right so on one side the consistency of who i am and taking care of them and figuring out like to them they're like dad got it they don't see the they don't see the fight to get it get it done even when i'm literally working you know 120 hours per pay period you know for long periods of time to them they just like oh dad get money it's like you don't know they don't understand the mental stress that comes with it they don't understand the physical stress that it has on my body and stuff like that And so understanding that part, I try to word it properly to them so they can understand the necessity of partnership. They can understand the necessity of having to do things by yourself and be in a position to um, take care of whatever the responsibility is that that you have. Having that battle mentally, though, is it's... It's difficult, you know, and it like lately, people have been telling me that or not let me not say people i've just i've I've heard it along this healing journey that I'm on so often, even when I've gone through things that uh, that was before this healing journey that I'm on, you know that I make it look easy, and it's not it's not you know when I give you guys this podcast, you are getting the completion, you are getting the baby. You don't, you're not getting the labor. When I deliver a poem, you're, you're getting the baby. You're not getting the labor. It's not that it's easy. Like you don't, you don't see the sleepless nights. You don't see the, the, the days and days and days of crying. You don't see the screaming out to the universe. Like, yo, like what is going on? I'm giving my best. I'm giving my all. Like you don't see it. Like you're seeing the full, you're seeing the full product, not the preparation, um, and I want to be fair and let you guys know that it's not easy. This fight that I'm going through, this fight that a lot of us go through, it's not easy. There is just a, a level of mental fortitude that we we have that we don't want to be on social media physically crying. We don't want to be on their, you know, bad-mouthing this person or that. We, we just don't want to do it because for, uh, for, for, for me, I don't want the pity. I don't want the attention because somebody did me wrong. Look at me grind and look at me be productive and, you know, look at me take care of my kids and go through this journey that I'm going through and be encouraged by that. Like, yo, like that's crazy. You know, I know this, this and that, but he keep going. I know it's painful for him, but he keep going. He lost a child, but he keep going. He been raising these kids by himself for over a, or almost a decade, but he keep going right? It's not that I don't have complaints about my situation. I don't, it's not that I'm not hurt about my situation. It's just that I don't want that extra attention. So I make sure I am careful about what I say and how I say it. I don't want y'all to have to look at me and cry and, 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 uh, complain about what I don't have. These are decisions that I made in my life and I have to deal with what comes with it. Is it fair? No, but life isn't fair either. when these anxiety attacks kick in and this depression shuts me down and stuff like that, I come on here and I tell you guys about it. I don't want, like, I don't, I shouldn't have to show you Right, so it's not easy. It's just that I'm fighting to get to these points that I can deliver the podcast. I'm fighting to get to these points to where I could deliver a poem. Yeah, it might take some time for me to get through it because the fight is hard. The difficulty of the situation is, is, is hard. It's extreme for me, and a lot of it I do. You know, I do by myself. I do I because I, I never want to be in a position to be a to be an emotional burden on anybody. You know? Like uh y'all don't see the cycle of working, taking care of the kids, getting in the bed. That's it. The day is not showering, the week's not brushing my teeth, like. Sometimes it's weeks on end. Sometimes it's months on end that I'm not able to even function properly to take care of my myself, but I can get up and I can look like, oh, okay, you know, get the kids to school, get them home. Y'all hungry? Get to the grocery store. You know, make sure they have this, this, and that. But on the inside, I'm dead. On the inside, I'm just like, yo, I just need to go in my room. I just need to chill. And, you don't know, see that. You see the aftermath of the fight. You see, after I've taken myself through hell week and I've I've conditioned myself to be able to deliver the message to tell you guys, yo, it's going to hurt, but you got to keep going. Right? When I was younger, you know, I'd say you guys often, like I I played football, ran track, yada, yada, whatever. But we had this personal trainer when we got to high school, um, Coach Hill, and Coach Hill had this saying or this question that he would ask us and it was like, how long do you go? And we would all respond to the whistle blow. Right. And if any of you all, if any of y'all have played sports, watched sports for uh, a long period of time, you know that that whistle is an indicator to start to stop. It'll tell you, you know, how they blow it differently for different reasons. so once you are, uh, once you are familiar with the sport that you're playing, you, you, by ear, you know what the whistle means, right? In football, the stop of the play is the whistle, right? Until they, until they blow the whistle, you're supposed to keep going. What this means is that or what the reason behind this was this there could be action on the field and if you assume that the play is over and the other person doesn't, it can become dangerous for you because everybody is hauling ass, you know, windows to the wall until they hear the whistle. If you don't know what the whistle is for, you can injure yourself. And so I use that in real life in the sense of, Death is the whistleblow. So until that last day, I have to keep going. It doesn't matter how hard it gets. It doesn't matter how difficult it gets. I have to make sure that I'm going to the whistleblow. I got to make sure that Uh, uh, If I'm saying I'm going to do the podcast and I want to be good at this and I want to deliver these sessions to encourage y'all to help y'all understand it's okay. I know it hurt, but keep going. I got to keep going. It's going to hurt because I got to dig deep within me to figure out what session I want to give you all I got to deal with the triggers in real time, you know, through the entire week, week and a half that it takes me to prepare for, you know, the next session that we have on the podcast. Like, I got to, I got to poke at that. I got to allow that to, to, to haunt me even more so that I can help y'all, right? Right. I do, like, I'm, I'm doing this for free. My pages are monetized. Um, I don't even, like, uh, if, I'm, if I'm being honest, it's crazy to me that the podcast is listened to in 27 different countries. Um, but the numbers in America is so, is so low. Right? And I understand everybody not trying to heal. I get that. Like, healing is a very difficult thing because it's not a one-day process. It's a continuous thing that you have to go through. I don't complain about that. I don't, like, I'm going to do these because one day y'all are going to find this. I just saw the other day someone posted something like, yo, it's just, uh, it's somebody's grandma on, on YouTube and she has zero or she has little to no views on, on her page, right? The page is full of her just living her life, cooking, going to play in the snow, just having conversations, like just kind of documenting her life like almost uh, like a uh, like a virtual diary. Right. I'm not calling it a blog, a vlog because it's like you could tell she just genuinely just cuts her camera on and just start talking. This has been going on for years. Someone just found her yesterday. That's my, that's my thought about the podcast, right? As long as it's there, somebody will find it one day. It doesn't matter if I'm one episode in or 3,000 episodes in. Every day is a new opportunity for someone to hear one of these sessions and be like, yo, like I needed this today. Like it's crazy that someone was going through this right then and I'm going through that same thing. But it's not easy. My mind is not focused on the monetization of of the page or the podcast. My mind is focused on making sure that I'm being a a beacon of light for people to to fight through it. I want them to to hear what I'm talking about and be like, yo, like, that's crazy because I feel that way. And I felt like I was alone and I see that I'm not and. Hopefully I can continue to fight. It took a long time for me to get to this position to be able to continue to fight through. Like You never know what's going to happen. You never, you, you never know the day that you are going to get your breakthrough of whatever it is. You never know. But if you stop, it's never going to come. No one is coming to save you by yourself. You have to put in the work to get to where you want to get to. And that's something that I continuously fight with because, again, when the depression seeps, uh, seeps in, the fog starts. You start to lose hope in yourself. You start to lose belief in yourself. It becomes this, this fight between you and, 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 and your mind like, I know I can do it, but it's not happening. I know I have good sessions, but no one is listening. I know that, you know, that particular item in the store, I know it's a good item, but no one is purchasing. And so you 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 have this battle. It's like, man, I'm gonna give up. Ah oh, man, it's, it's too difficult. Nobody's nobody cares. I'm resilient in 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 the way of or I'm resilient in this way. I'm fully aware. The, the, the point that people want to heal, right? And some people are going to get there as teenagers, adults, hell, sometimes even kids, right? But a lot of times it doesn't come until your, your elder days, you know, 35, 40 up to where you want to really start, you know, changing your life. And, you know, you just feel like you just don't have the strength to, to be in them streets no more, stuff like that. I'm aware of that. That don't stop me from doing what I'm doing. I don't get mad like when I when I have really good sessions, I don't get mad. This mental health stuff is crazy. It works like it's it's insane how it deteriorates your mind one day. One day it'll like your mind will be open and you'll be like, oh, shit, I didn't realize that. And you'll just be, you'll just be going through your life, going through the motions and like, oh shit, I didn't like so much time has passed and I've been thinking this way and it's been that way. I've been thinking that way and it's been this way. It's just, it's not easy. It's not easy. We live this life of competition unnecessarily. Everything is is, is a competition to pit race against each other, to pit gender against each other, because nobody wants us to be stable. The world, the world as a whole is not set up for stability for all. It's just not. It's not. And with that, it creates these unnecessary competitions. It creates people to focus on solely what's not fair and not focus on what is fair. Um, This person does this and I should have that and yada, yada, whatever. And I've been working this hard to get here. And this person got handed to them and it creates so much competition. Men should be this way. Women should be that way. Uh, A wife should do this. A husband. Shut the fuck up. Live the life that was meant for you. Stop allowing these quote-unquote social media gurus that have not experienced nothing tell you how to be married, tell you how to be friends, tell you how to run a business. There's so many ebooks and this and that, and you guys are overstimulated and don't understand why. And it's creating you to have these bad relationships. It's creating you to have these bad friendships because you keep on looking at whatever the for the the for you pay tells you is how you should be. Like so many people ask me to speak on relationships. I choose not to not because I haven't experienced divorce, uh, domestic violence, uh, physically, you know, physical domestic violence, verbal abuse, manipulation, um, you know, stealing. Like, I, I, I've experienced all of that. But I know the stupidity that comes with love. I know the ignorance and the, the, the purposely blinding ourselves Because we just love this person. There is nothing that, and, and I've had some bad situations, right? I've had some bad relationships where no one could tell me nothing about these people. I'm looking at it myself, but I have shades on my eyes, and I don't see it how you see it. Because my mind tells me, oh, that person just needs some growth. Like, as we get older, this stuff is going to die down. I'm willing to accept the abuse. I'm willing to accept the manipulation because you're learning, right? You're learning life, and we're going to learn together, and we're going to figure this out. And the reality of it is, is no, the fuck we're not. You're going to keep doing this because I keep allowing it. But it's not good. Like, you can't tell me that from the outside. I got to see it myself. And so for me, I choose not to speak on relationships or or assist in that that romantic er uh, area because it's not easy. I could tell you what I see in your relationship. I can tell you what I see in you. If you don't see that for your relationship or in your relationship, it's a waste of time for me to even say anything. I don't know what you're doing behind closed doors. Your one thought that, you know, it like, your one thought that you post that'll go viral, right? That could have just been a speck of a thought that you had. And now everyone looks at you like that's how you live your relationship for real. We all have these thoughts. We all have these crazy, these crazy things like, well, you know, well, my wife feeds my kids before me and I'm the one working and my husband talked to the kids before me and I'm the one taking care of the house. Like, like it creates an unnecessary battle. Life itself is not easy and it, 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 when you go and you, you giving people advice and you, you, you know, getting into the realm of love. It's a lost cause if you're not in that house. It's a lost cause if you're not, you know, with them kids and see how they talk to the kids. and see how, Like, that's why I really, you know, try not to post my kids on, on, on uh, public platforms. That's why I don't post relationships on public platforms. Because you're getting what I'm presenting to you. You're getting the the completion of the situation or, or the conclusion. You're not getting the preparation. You're not getting the brainstorming. You're not getting the fights. And we have to start understanding that when we are looking into this stuff, right? Or when we're listening to these people. Let me see what type of relationship you got. Let me see if you ever had to fight through something. Let me see, you know, how you fought through it. How did you handle that? You know, like when, I, when I'm dealing with, with what I'm dealing with, right? Mental health. And I'm going and I'm searching for things to help me battle it. I like to research on, on who that person is. Like I like, to, I like to understand. Are you solely speaking from an educational standpoint or is there something that you can refer me to that, could let me know how you did it, right? Don't tell me. Don't just tell me what you learned in a book. I wanna. I wanna to an extent. What is the issue that broke you? I tell you guys all the time. I've always been an aggressive, rageful kid, right? I don't know if it was because of the domestic violence that I witnessed with my parents. I don't know if it was because, you know, uh, poverty. I don't know if it's because the, the area that I was raised in. Like, I don't, I don't know. But experiencing something as a child and experiencing, experiencing something from a child's point of view, being older and now understanding like, oh, that, that, that's depression, that's anxiety. That's a, that's a mental thing. And seeing it like, oh, shit. So that's what that was. Those times that I felt a certain way and didn't understand why, it's not because I'm just sad, I'm just mad. These are chemical imbalances that I've had since I was younger, and now it's like, all right, bet, I can fight them. I don't fault my parents for, for anything in regards to, to, to my mental health and not, uh, and not understanding because nobody understood it at that time. Right. The only thing that was understood in my time was schizophrenia because you had different personalities and you can quickly identify that. But being sad, like they didn't give a fuck if you were sad, bro. They didn't understand you wasn't sad. Like, I I, I can't control this. I don't I don't know why I just want to sit right here and not say anything. The difficulty of that going through it as a kid with people who don't understand it, there's no studies on it really, you know, uh, out in the open, and then you, you you become an adult and you start realizing that's what that was. Again, now I have to break down what I was going through as a kid and I have to break free from that. So when you're telling people it looks easy, understand, like, that could that could fuck them up even more because it's like, yo, like, you don't even understand how hard I had to fight to get right here. My breaking point was when my daughter died. That's when it damn, over, that's when it, when, it, when it flooded. That's when it, you know, the overflow happened. I've been holding this stuff in, and, and my entire life had no clue. Because again, you just said, that's the devil. Don't speak that into existence. It's like, no, 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 I'm not like, I believe that for a long while, I was speaking it into existence. I believed for a long while, oh, yeah, that was the devil, duh, 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 because I was raised in church. But then as I kept holding stuff in and not talking about it, not trying to break it down, just sitting and crying about it in my own closet, right, in my own room, just, you know, as I'm, as I'm trying to figure it out, the vulnerability that I had to show myself, the fear that I had to overcome myself to be able to be like, yeah, you're broken. You are. You're broken. And it's okay. But it's not up to anybody else to fix me. I got to do it myself. I got to be honest enough with myself to tell the truth to myself. You was wrong right there. You was right right there. You shouldn't have did that. You should have did this. Why did you stay? Like, that's the biggest thing that that I go through. Um, That's the biggest thing that I go through. Why didn't I defend myself, right? All my life has been one of those, you can do what you want to me, but because my response is extreme, the attention is gonna be on me, not what you did. It's always gonna be my reaction. And when you have to live with that, You not only become the victim of mental abuse and physical abuse, you become a a, a victim of your own doing. Because you've let people say, oh, you shouldn't respond like that. Oh, it wasn't that serious. Oh, why did you do that? And you start feeling bad like, man, I guess I did take it too far. They did just slap me. They did just sock me in the face and bust my lip. I shouldn't have pushed them down the stairs. I should have just sat there and let them continue to hit me. I could have, I, I, I should have I, I, I shouldn't have, have, I shouldn't have cheated back. I should have just sat there and felt how I felt and, and let my heart be broken and then them not understand or them not listen to me. And then it's like, damn, I'm repeating a cycle. I'm repeating this cycle of, of being abused and being silent while I'm telling people, speak up. Don't let that person do that to you. whole wow, is being done to me? Don't let that person treat you like that. whole wow, is being done to me? And that's why I don't speak on relationships, because if I told y'all what was being done to me behind the scenes in all of my relationships... Y'all be like, how do you still love? Why do you still want to be in a relationship? Why do you still, you know, why did you want kids? Like, y'all be like, yo, that's crazy. Because I can't let people alter me. I know who I am. I know I love hard. I know I'll go to the ends of the earth for anybody that I, that I love. But unfortunately, in the situation that I've been in, it hasn't been reciprocated eventually, I'll find that person that's going to reciprocate it. I'll find that friend that's going to reciprocate it. Right? Like, and we have to start understanding that we are forcing ourselves to be the problem because we don't want to put ourselves in the line of sight for more attention because now... I got to tell you, this is why I broke up with this person. This is why this didn't work out. This is why I feel this way about this. This is what happened to me as a child. This is what, you know, my parents did. This is what my siblings did. This was my uncle, my aunt. Like, you have to start reliving it. You have to start uh, uh, putting yourself in a position of that little kid that was scared. You have to put yourself in a position of that young man, that young woman that was afraid to be in that relationship but didn't know what to do. Like we all suffer at some point of our life that Stockholm syndrome where we are full well in the right to go seek help, but we don't want to deal with the embarrassment of that. We don't want to deal with the pain of people knowing that you went so hard for this relationship. You went so hard for this job. You went so hard for this business. And they did you like that. And you just remain silent. It's not because I'm better than people that I remain silent. It's because when I say I love you, I mean that shit, and I'm not gonna do or say anything regardless of what you do to me. I'm not gonna do anything to put you in a bad light. I'll, I'm, I'll eat it. It is what it is. I grew up in an era where. Roasting people was the way of life. My feelings have been hurt way more by my brothers in a loving way than anything that I could ever imagine in a relationship or anything that I could ever imagine what people were saying about me. So when relationships end and business deals end and, you know, uh, family issues happen, I, it doesn't, it don't matter what was said to me. The two people who loved me the most prepared me for this. My two brothers roasted me like that was the way of life. And you had to earn stripes, even amongst brothers. They, because there's nobody on earth that can love or hurt me more than my brothers. Why? Because we spent 100% of our childhood lives together. They've seen when, you know, uh, uh, I didn't care. My nails was all dirty, and they used to, you know, clown me and be like, oh, you look like you've been digging in your booty. Oh, you got dookie on your fingernails. Like, wait, what? Well, why would you tell people that? For them, it was like, okay, you don't want to clean your nails. You don't want, like, you're not about to be out here representing us crazy. Oh, look at your hair. Your hair is so nappy. It's like Robocop. Oh, your, your lips look like busted hot links because I wouldn't put chapstick on or not chapstick, I, when I was little, we uh it was uh petroleum jelly. If my brothers are saying that to me and I'm in I'm in the crib crying, I'm like, oh yeah, why you say that? Like emotional, I'ma kill us all, like crazy. But when I went in the open, wasn't too many people. If we gonna roast, let's roast. Because you saying what you think about me. My brother see me, and if I could deal with that, and I could deal with that pain, um, when I get in the field, it's over. Cause you don't know nothing about me, for real. You got to You 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 just gonna say, oh, your shoes are dirty, your pants is, is don't fit, your corduroys is, is a crazy color, your button up is whack. Like, okay, cool. So we we. Because of that, right, because of that, for me, I'm able to deal with a lot. I'm able to hold a lot in because I'm, I'm, I'm used to, to, to the fight. I'm used to, you know, the pain. And I'm not saying it's like my brothers did me a disservice at all because I strongly believe, you know, with how we were raised and how close that we were, it really helped me a lot in my life. Those roasting sessions well we call it bagging those bagging sessions built me right though they they it made me as I started understanding what was happening in that realm of bagging and roasting it made me dig deeper to who I am and who I wanted to be who I wanted to appear to be as well so as I'm going through what I'm going through now, it's not about what that person is saying about me. It's not about, oh, that person is, is this, that person. It's not what they're saying about me because I've heard it all before. If I wanted to be, the things that I could say about what was done to me in life would shatter a lot of people's perspective that they received about me. But because people don't want to get to know me, and they, they are cool with those perceptions that are being said about me or are being put out there about me, lets me know that they're not in a position of wanting to heal themselves. Because they don't care about the, the interior of the truth. They care about how it looks. Right. I don't care about that. I'm not I I would never because, again, when I say I love you, I love you. It's people that when I was when I was a teenager. If I said I loved you, I meant that shit. You have a place in my heart that the degree of love, yes, has has lowered because we're not in that intimate space no more. But it's a lot of people, and and honest to God truth, it's a lot of my exes from teenage life that I'm cool with. Not cool with in a sense of we talk or we text, but I can shoot them a, a, a DM, what's up, how you doing? And it's no funny business. There's not one person that could say that I disrespected them in a way that we could never have communication again. It's a lot of people that I could say did something to me. And it's like, why am I even talking to you? But it's growth. It's understanding how how to maneuver through life, how to have understanding. And and yeah, like that was messed up back then, but you're a completely different person. I'm not tripping off that. I'm not holding that. As I start healing, I start understanding like you going through your own stuff. A lot of things that was said and done to I me, mean, it wasn't because of me. A lot of things that I did and said, it wasn't because of that person. Right? I've grown to this place to where, you know, with all of that, with all of that, right? I've grown to this space now in my healing that I'm not the bigger person, though. Right? I'm, I'm not competing with anyone. So... If you go low, it's not that I'm going to go lower. It's just done. Because I'm not competing with you to see who can hurt uh, the person the most. I'm not going tit for tat because you did this. I'm I'm not doing that. It's not worth it. I'm just going to end it. Because... I have to be at all times who I say that I am. I'm working towards something. Nobody else probably see it. I see it. I'm working on something. So when people are asking me, talk about this, talk about that, this, that, and the other, it's certain things that I'm just not going to do because I have an experience and that's how I live my life. You're not, if you're not going through it, stop talking to me. If you didn't experience it and get through it, stop talking to me just stop i don't like I, just just stop you can't you 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 can't guide me through anything that you haven't been through if you haven't experienced how are you telling me about it that it, it how are you telling me about it that's why a lot of times like Somebody will hear something on this podcast and be like, oh, I didn't I didn't know, you know, it was this, it was that because you're not going through it. It's no point of me interrupting your life with something that you haven't experienced. Why would I do that to you? Why would I put that pressure on you um, in a relationship, in a friendship? You know, why would I come to you with something that you've never experienced and expect you to have a solution for me to get through it? it? It just doesn't make no sense to me. I'm that kind of friend mentally and, you know, because people will come to me and I'm I don't know nothing about that. I don't know. I don't know anything about that. I'm not an expert on that. And I saying that I'm, I'm an expert on mental health, but it's so much stuff that I've gone through in regards to it that you can come to me. Like, we have to start understanding that. We, we be getting mad. Oh, this, oh, my best friend don't do this. My best friend don't do that. My friend's this, my friend's this. They have an experience it. stop putting that pressure on them. That's what I always talk about. You have to be selective in how you deliver what information. I have a friend, I have a friend that I'll talk to about a relationship. I have uh, friends that I'll talk to about kid stuff. I have friends that I'll talk to about... um Business stuff. My brother probably is the only person that I talk to about every single thing. And well, let me pull back. Let me pull back. Not every single thing, because to the uh, I don't talk to him about the depths of my mental health struggle. I don't know if it's because I don't like, and I know he wouldn't. So when I say this, I don't I like don't think that my brother has ever put me in this position because he's always been there. My mind is like, nah, that's big bro. You know, that's like your dad. Like, don't don't embarrass him with the struggle that you're going through. So, a lot of times I'll tell him like, yo, bro, I'm struggling this or that or, but I won't, it, it won't be in detail. It's not because I don't want him to know. It's that the 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 little brother in me, uh, like, I still have that, I don't want to embarrass my brother. I don't, like, I don't want him to, to, to feel like I'm weak or whatever and stuff like that. Again, he's never, ever, ever put me in that position to feel that way. But like I say all the time, depression don't know who's who. Anxiety doesn't know who, who, like when I shut down, it doesn't be like, all right, shut down from everybody except this person. Right. That's just not, that's just not how it works. But I don't like for me, if you have an and I say my brother, um, cause my, He's my brother. Like I said, we spent our entire childhood together, so it's not like he don't know me as a uh, as a human being, and we share so much, you know, with each other. But I was thinking about it over the week, not in regards to my brother, but just in general how you be like a person will be struggling with their mental, a person will be struggling with relationships, and you go into someone who doesn't know anything, and then you're frustrated that one. They have nothing to say or two, they give you bad advice. They haven't experienced it. Why are you holding that against them? And I don't I don't want to do that. I take my time and understand like what type of friends that I'm getting involved with. Now that I've experienced the things that I've experienced in relationships, my mind is paying attention to what I need in the relationship, what I'm willing to sacrifice, like like what am I willing to sacrifice and take off the table of my needs to make a situation work relationship-wise? Like, for me, it's like I don't, I don't really be trying to fool with, with relationships like, uh, in a super serious way because I still am fighting that thing. Like, does this person think I want to get with them to help me with my kids Did this person, you know, uh, think I am going to get with them to to because my money low or like I still have those insecurities mentally because I've been doing it by myself so long. And remember, mentally, I've only heard the single parent uh, tropes and negativity from the single mother. But as a man who was a single father and and has to, you know, do everything, complete all the tasks, it's like, dang, do they see single dads like that, too? Like, do they, like, because the stigma stereotype about single moms is that they always looking for somebody to help them take care of their kids, financially, whatever. And so I'm like, dang, like, I wonder if they think like that about single dads. And so the insecurity in me won't allow me to go out dating for real. It doesn't allow me to go out, like, really be, you know, um, in these streets looking for relationships, Right. And because of that, I keep a lot in i don't i don't I don't bother my friends with it, um, because they may not be going through what I'm going through. Like I said earlier, like I noticed that the world is not built on stability and um whatever you do. like it's legit a rat race to get through life. You just have to wait for your number to be called. For you to be the one in a good relationship, the good job in and, and success, right? It's crazy how often we lose friendships because, oh, well, they said this and they said that. Well, you didn't even check to see if they had experience in it. You put that burden on them and they didn't ask for that. It's not up to them to find a solution for you. Like when I'm talking to, to my brother, when I'm talking to my friends, I'm very cognizant of what I say because I don't want to put this unnecessary burden on them and create this friction, right? When you're going through stuff and you it, it, sometimes you, you realize that sometimes you don't. But we begin a self-sabotage. We want to find a reason why that person did us wrong. We want to find a reason why that person wasn't there for us so that we can, you know, sit and be like, oh, well, that person did this. That's why I'm not their friend. That person said that. That's why I'm not their friend. That, that relationship. No, we have this expect- expectation of everybody got to help. I don't see it that way. Maybe because I care too much about people. Maybe because I don't want nobody to truly experience the pain that I'm in. But I don't want to put that burden on anybody. Right? I don't talk to no... If you haven't lost a child, I'm not coming to you with my, with my fears and my pain and my, my depression about that. I'm just not. Because I don't want you to even mentally put yourself in that position... To have to think about, dang, what would I do if I lost a child? If you haven't been through divorce, if you haven't, you know, been in a long-term relationship and it ended for whatever reason, I'm not coming to you with my feelings about relationship. I'm just not. What you going to tell me? Something you saw on TV? I'm just not. I can't come to you and, and tell you how I feel about my business if you haven't had it. If you haven't tried to start a business, fought through it, failed, came back from it, or you have a business and you succeeded. I can't do you like that. I can't put that burden on you. And I'm not willing to lose the friendship because of that. Because again, when you're in these funks. You don't realize how you are behaving. Because of that, again, I tell you all all the time, I'm grateful that for me, I know when I'm, when I'm about to start bugging, like it's a, it's a darkness. I'm not saying that it's healthy, but it's heavy, and I just shut down. I shut down from kids. I shut down, you know, at work. Like, I'll tell my supervisor, yo, um, I can't train today or I can't, like, I don't, don't put me on no meetings. I don't don't know what I'm going to say. Because the people I care about, I care about. The people that I see future with, friends, relationship, you know, making sure that, you know, my, my my brother knows that I love him, but it's just a struggle. Not a struggle from him, not a struggle from anything other than this shit gets so heavy and I just don't want to put people in a position to have to fight a battle that they aren't prepared for, that they didn't ask for. I just, I, 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 I don't. It's so much noise in my head when I'm going through things, when people treat me unfairly, when I'm thinking about relationships, when I'm looking at, you know, uh, my son starts his senior year on Monday, like, oh crap, like I'm about to lose another kid. My mind is not rationalized. Like he's graduating, he's going to grow. Like he's a young man. My mind is like, dang, like, I lost one of my daughters to a bad relationship. My youngest daughter died. Now my son is about to leave. Like, it's so much going on in my head that creates unnecessary battles. It's like, I don't, don't want to put that on nobody. I got to figure out how to silence the noise. I have to continue to combat that. This tug of war that, that we go through, to a certain extent, we have to get it stable enough to then be like, yo, I need you to grab hold of this rope with me. Like I did. I did the best that I can. And I don't need you to 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 do the full pull. I just need you to stay right here and and hold the slack. I don't need you to do nothing. Just hold the slack and don't let me fall in this hole. But I'm still pulling. Right. We be asking for help and not even willing to to still stay in a fight. We be in the middle of these these mental wars and we feel like we can put down our shield because somebody then then stepped in to assist, and that's not how it worked. That's not how it helped work. So if I'm pulling you in, it's because I'm 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 fighting too. I just need that little oomph to to get me there. But if it's still loud and it's still chaotic in my mind and in my life, I can't pull you in. I gotta figure out how to silence the noise first. Because if I come to you and ask you for advice and it's still noisy, I'm not hearing what you're talking about. If I'm asking you to assist me and I'm not even willing to tell you what I need assistance with, what is the purpose? My homegirl sent me a, a, a DM the other day, and it was a post, and it it really it 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 really did something to me, and. It says some of us never found time to be happy because we were too busy trying to be strong. And when I tell you that has been the story of my life for so long, because I want to be happy. I want to be happy. And it's one of those things that just like I tell you guys how I feel uh, uh, as you're, you're healing through the mental stuff, right? And I don't know if anybody else experiences experience it this way. In my mind, I can see myself healed from all of this chilling, cool, like living the life that I see. But there's a version of me stuck behind this glass door in a soundproof, bulletproof, kickproof all type of proof that it's like, I just need to get right there to tell me it's okay. But in my mind, I'm, I'm behind this wall that I can't hear myself. I can't really like the good version of me can't see that I'm, I'm, I'm there. That's how I feel about happiness, business, relationship, my kids, it's like I see the thing that is going to make me happy. I know the thing that's going to make me happy. But it's so far out of my reach that it creates this continuous cycle. It's like I'm running on a treadmill. Like remember the cartoons, like they'll have somebody on a treadmill and they had a the fishing pole and they have the thing. It's just like right there. It's like like you see it. It's so close, but you just can't reach it. I find myself in that position a lot. If you find yourself being the strong friend by choice or by chance, that shit can become overwhelming. Because it's not an easy, it's not an easy place to be in. For myself, as I'm going through my mental fight I am now in this position of rethinking how I seek help and how I see help. As a, as a person who grew up in a time where for a man, anything outside of protecting, providing, fighting, Get money like he was weak, you grow up and you look at help as weakness. you look at asking for help as bowing down to someone because they're superior more they're 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 yeah so because they're superior, and so now you need them because you're too weak to get the thing that you need done, and that's so far from the truth that. We got to find our way back. And that's where I'm, that's where I'm building myself up to to understand. Sometimes I'm going to need some help and I need to be able to ask for it properly. I need to be, I need to understand what the help is that I need. I have to understand the power of help. Like when you, when, when, when you smaller, it's like it's power in numbers But because that's taught to you on the negative side, you only think about that when it comes to gang type stuff, fight and stealing, yada, yada, whatever. You don't think about that when it's the help, when it's the positive help side. So you have to understand the power of it. So for me, I'm I'm on this, this mission to understanding like, all right, how could the business benefit from this type of help? How could I mentally benefit from this type of help? Why is it that I, 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 I feel like I can't ask for this, that, and the other? Like, think about, uh, think about the opportunities your friends have to be there for you, right? Like I just said before, don't put them in a position that, that, that will break the friendship. Don't go to them with things they haven't experienced. Like really be cognizant of their opportunities to help you to make your relationship or your friendship stronger. Like they don't they don't know what you're going through for real. They don't they don't understand it because you're not saying anything, but you have this dependence on them to get you through something that they don't even know anything about. So we got to start understanding that. People aren't mind readers and we have to tell them, hey, this is what I'm going through, yada, yada, whatever. That's why I said earlier, I'm very cognizant on which friend I talk to about what, because I know I've taken the time to understand who's experienced this and who's experienced that. So that way I'm not I'm not I'm not telling the lost the child friends about financial stuff I'm not telling the financial friend about relationship stuff I'm not telling the relationship stuff to the per to, to to the parent friend you see what I'm saying so it's very important that we understand you know what roles that these people play in our life so that we can get through it properly you have to be able to decipher the things you need help with communicate until you're able to communicate. Don't half-ass it. Keep fighting. Keep fighting until you're able to properly uh, uh, communicate what's needed. With all of it, you got to make sure you're. uh, You got to make sure the person you are confiding in is willing to take on that burden. That's one of the biggest things for me. When you talking to people, you don't know what their day-to-day is, you don't know what they're going through, you don't know what, what they're holding in. So be careful of what you say before that person is prepared. Like, ask the right questions to your friends, right? Don't just like I, I get it. You feel like I, you, my friend. I should be able to talk to you about about everything. Um, I should be able to talk to you about anything and everything whenever I want to. No, you can't. Don't put that shit on me. If I haven't experienced, if you haven't checked to see where I'm at mentally as well, don't 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 do that. Like we have to start gauging our friends' strength as well. Because if we if 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 everybody is weak with the same thing and we keep on dumping on on, on one person, we keep on, you know, just constantly dumping in general, we're gonna lose. Everything is about communication, everything is about empathy, everything is about patience. I told you I live by patience, purpose, and order, and sometimes it's a double-edged sword for me because I don't know. If I'm being patient or if I'm being silent out of fear, and that's something that I have to figure out for myself, and that's what I'm continuing to do. Remember, y'all, we got to go through something to get somewhere. I'm glad y'all going through it with me. Peace. Yo, thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Head over to www.peacefullyflawed.com for your Poetic Properties merch and your Peacefully Flawed apparel. Get you a copy of King Collective, which is a book of poems written by me, Complex the Poet. If you want to donate to the podcast, download Good Pods. Very great app for hosts and listeners. You can interact with your favorite podcast hosts, review episodes. You can even tip over there. It's a tip jar on the home page. If you want to donate to the business overall, head over to the Complex on Twitter. It's a tip jar over there, too. Again, www.peacefullyflaw.com for all things complex. If you're a person who just likes, comment, and shares, I truly appreciate it. Because of that, we're in 27 different countries being listened to weekly. Um, we made uh, number 27 on the top 100 chart last week on Good Pods, greatly appreciated. Thank you guys so much for your support. And remember, no matter the darkness, as long as we breathe, and we have the opportunity and ability to get to the light.